Likute Torah, Drushim Shana, page 56a. L'hovin ha-mishnah reish perik dalad roshashana, to understand the mishnah of the fourth, which is in the fourth perik of roshashana. Yontav shal roshashana shachali yes v'shabas b'amikdush ha-yutoykin avalei b'medina. When the first day of Rosh Hashanah fell on Shabbos, in the Beis Hamikdash they would blow the shofar. However, outside the Beis Hamikdash, in the Medina, in the rest of the country, they would not blow the shofar. The Gemara explains the reason why, because everybody is obligated to hear the shofar. Not everybody can blow the shofar, and therefore there is the worry that somebody may come to carry a shofar in a public domain and carry it for amas, four cubits in a public domain, and on Shabbos. And therefore, the Chachamim said, we should not blow the shofar then for on Rosh Hashanah Shachal B'Shabbos. Beyond Tevrishen Shel Chag, how you know it in the Salul of Afila B'Medina, B'Zman Tzvesamikdash Mishum Diyom Tevrishen Huder Aisa. And on the first day of Sukkot, they would take the lulav, even in the rest of the country, when the first day of Yom Tev fell on Shabbos, because the first day is the Eraisa. Ukvar hikshu atayz v'sreish peyre dalad de Rosh Hashanah v'sreish peyre dalad de Sukkot, demay shna shoifem ilulav ayin sham. Toysvus already asked the question, why is there the difference between shoifer and lulav? Both of them are mitzvah de raisa. And why is it that lulav may be taken even in the Medina on the first, if the first day falls on Shabbos, whereas we cancel the shofar because of the Gezeda de Rabba? Furthermore, we need to understand and take to heart. Maro chazal laker mitzvah de shofar velulav, afilo b'yem nishun b'gvul in al kolpanim, why did Chazal see to uproot the mitzvah, the positive commandment of Shoifer and Lulav on the first day in the <coughs> outside of the Beis HaMikdosh, even when there's no Beis HaMikdosh, because of the Gzeda de Rabba. Such a worry is only for people who <clears throat> are simple people and lightweight people. How could they prevent this mitzvah, hold back this mitzvah from many great tzaddikim and good people, and especially the mitzvah of shofar and lulav, which there are many intentions which are dependent on these mitzvahs for those who know them, and they have an effect until the highest of all worlds. To understand this, we need to, first of all, understand what is the root of the idea of the concept of the shofar. And that will be explained by explaining also what is the concept of Malchis on Rosh Hashanah, which 
is Kabbalistically the concept of the building of the sphere of Malchus, as is known. The Hine Noida, because it's known, we know the difference between the upper level of unity and the lower level of unity. Because there are two different types of chain orders. The first, which is called, in the language of the Sefer Aparades, Bechinas Ilov Olo, cause and effect. Shekol Olul Mukov Meilose. Every effect is surrounded by its cause. Which is the concept of circles mentioned in Eitzchayim. Where the outer circle <coughs> completely surrounds the inner circle. And the inner circle is completely nullified to the outer circle. So, to give a parable for this, Harav, a teacher, a teacher who grasps the extent of the knowledge of his student, from whom, who, who, who the Rav is teaching, and he gets it from all sides. In other words, he understands the parameters of the mind of the Student. And because the faculty of the student is completely <coughs> uh, understood and insignificant in the mind of the Rav, it's completely grasped by the greater mind of the teacher. And it's included within him. Because one mona is included in 200 mona. In other words, the mind of the Talmud is included within the mind of the Rav. So therefore, the understanding of the student is not a separate, independent entity. But rather, it's completely included in and bottled to the mind of the Rav. That's the first. The second is, where the effect emerges as an independent existence. That's not the inclusion of the effect within the cause. Like letters of intellect, which are included within the intellect, but rather it's the opposite way around. The cause clothes in a hidden way, within the effect. Like the power of intellect, the which that's the deep-rooted power of the faculty of intellect within the soul, as that comes within a specific intellect. 
Oy seichel bemidis. Or an intellect clothed within emotion. Uchahai gavna and the like. Shaha seichel oyamidis, which there, the intellect or the emotions, hein heim hayesh, they are the separate entity, the independent entity. Umurgoshim, and they are felt. And the power of intellect, or the intellect itself, flows into them in a hidden way, so that it's felt, <coughs> it's not felt at all, it's considered as nothing. Now we have a parenthesis. This is like what is explained elsewhere. The difference between the large fish of the sea, which are constantly swallowed up in their source, and they're not something separate from their source. Because when they do become separate from the sea, they die. In contrast, land creatures, are a separate entity from the land, Meharetz. So, the difference between sea creatures and land creatures is, sea creatures are not a separate entity within the water. Take them away from the water and they die. Whereas a land creature is a separate entity from the land. Close the parenthesis. Now, on this first type of Hishtalshalus, where, as we said beforehand, the Ila and the Olul, the cause and the effect, the effect is completely swallowed up and included within the cause. Amr Razal. About this, Chazal said, The ankles of the angels called Chayas are opposite them all. The thighs of the Chayas are opposite them all. The horns of the Chayas, etc. What does that mean? The higher the entity, it surrounds and includes within it the lower entity. Ad shehatachten bottle elov, to the extent that the lower entity is nullified within it, v'nachshav kolor mamish, and it's considered as naught. Legabe ha'elyin, in contrast to the higher entity. V'lochin omru, and that's why they say shekarasule, v'shoike ha'chayis, that the ankles and the thighs of the chayis, shehim bechinus nehi, which are the svidas of netzach ha'yidin yisoyed, Shahu, in other words, the thighs and the ankles, this is the lower part of the body and hence corresponds to the lower spheres of Netzachoid Nisoid. 
Shehu HaBechina HaYes HaAchreina, which is the last part or the most, the lowest part of the Sphiris, Shebechayes, of the Chayes, Koilo Leiskola Madrega Shalomata Mehem. They include within them all the lower levels in them. The Karneha Chayes and the horns of the Chayes, Hein Bebechina's Keser Shebechayesh, they are on the level of Keser, and they include further all the lower levels. And that is the concept of in the ten spheres of Hatzilus, the in which he and his Eurus are one. Because in this level of the Tachtoin, the lower level, becomes completely included within and bottle to the higher level. Because even though there are ten Svidas, and Chesed is a branch of Chesed, which extends from Chochmah to create Chesed, Nevertheless, that's not felt as an independent existence. Rather, Chesed is surrounded by and included within Chochmah. And Chochmah surrounds it from all sides. Like is explained elsewhere, that Avram is the same letters as Ever Ma. It's a limb of Ma. Ma is the beetle of Chachma, because Chachma itself is made of two words, Koyach Ma, the power of beetle. And therefore, as an extension of Chachma, is Chesed, which is Avram. And he is Aver, he is the limb or the extension of Ma of the Bittel of Chachma. In contrast, the level of Yehuda Tata, the lower level of unity of Malchus of Atsilus as it descends in Bia, who Gilui Oiro Aliki. Is a godly revelation to create liesh something from nothing and separate entities because the creation is a separate independent entity and it has limitations and therefore no reference at all to the creator. Shehu bilti mugbal who is unlimited. And if it would have been created in a way of cause and effect, it would have remained unlimited. But nevertheless, even though it is a creation, something from nothing and an independent existence, nevertheless, it still retains a bitl 
to the iron above it. Ukamai, rather like Utzvah Shamayim Lachamishtachavim, the heavenly hosts who prostrate themselves to God. Vehu Iker Bechinas Hamalchus Lias Yesh, Veshia Hayesh Bottle. And therefore, that really is the concept of Malchus, that there should be a Yesh, there should be an independent or creation of a separate existence. But nevertheless, that yesh should be bottled. That independent existence should be nullified and should be included and bottled to that which is above it. Kitzer. Inyan ha-hefresh bein tata. We explain what is the difference between yehudi ilah and yehuda tata. Kamei bein ilav alo sheha alo mukaf me'ilah sayu bottle at sabay. Ubein yesh me'ayin. The way here we have explained the difference between Yehuda Ilah and Yehuda Tata is by explaining the difference between an Ilah and an Olul in which the Olul is completely bottled and inclusive, included within its Ilah. So therefore in Yehuda Ilah, all the spheres of Atsilas are completely absorbed within the higher levels and they are completely bottled to it. That's Yehuda Ilah. Whereas Yehuda Tata is where the higher levels extend into the lower levels and are hidden within them, and the lower levels become a yesh, a separate entity, and yet, as Malchus of Atzilus descends into Biyah, it retains the bitl. So, on the one hand, it's a yesh, but on the other hand, it is bottle.